Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, How to Put on the Armor of God. Really excited to share this with you today. So uh, our featured review for today, uh, title was Loved Episode 50. Mike shares great insight into how Satan tries to destroy our marriages and relationships. I've definitely struggled with the entire list. Wonderful advice for all. This is by Corper. Thank you so much for leaving the review. Guys, be a man of action. Jump in there, write a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening so that we can share this and get this message out. You know, today you're going to really see where we're going with strong men, strong marriages. I've uh, really put a lot of thought into what we're trying to do here. If, you, if you've been listening for a while, you heard a new introduction today. That's really what we're doing. We're, we're building an army of men, of principled men, of men who know right and wrong and try to do what's right in their life. Okay, so this is part of it. So get in there, write a review so we can get this message out there more and build this army of strong men. So, you know, this weekend I had the chance to really reflect on what I want to do with my work. Um, had some financial investments that did really well in uh, cryptocurrency. If uh, <laughs> if you're interested in that, I, I recommend a subscription service called Palm Beach uh, Research Group, and in particular, Palm Beach Confidential, which gives you these good uh, tips about it. But yeah, I mean, they've done really well. So I, I got to think about, you know, if I had enough money to stop working, what would I keep doing? Okay. So, and this is a good question, guys, for, for all of you to ask yourselves, if you had enough money to stop working, what would you keep doing anyway? Another sort of similar question is if I could make as much money as I wanted doing something, what would that something be? So related questions, but they kind of help you maybe think about it in a, a different way. So as I thought about this and, and prayed about it, it, I really came to the answer. What I'm trying to do is help men prepare themselves their families, and the world for the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm about, okay? It takes an army of men to do that. Creating an army of men, right, who are spiritually strong. So strong spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and sexually. Across all those areas, we have to be strong in all of them. And to defeat Satan's attacks on men in marriages, they are very real. I'm coming to see that more and more as I am understanding this and seeing that we are in a battle, it's very real. Satan's attacks are very strong and very real, and we need to recognize them and see them and do something about it. Okay. Fight back. So what's Satan doing right now? What are some of his attacks? We need to know, we need to understand what he's doing. So he's having, he's launching a lot of spiritual attacks. Okay. There's a war just on gender period, right? Does gender even exist? It does, by the way, there's men and women. Um, He's attacking religion, okay? Oh, you know, if you believe that certain things are right and wrong, something's wrong with you, okay? Everything needs to be okay, except for saying something's wrong. You can't say that, okay? We definitely see a lot of that. Another big spiritual attack Satan's launching, especially against men, is this lack of purpose, okay? Not really knowing what they're doing or, you know, as women have taken more of a role in the workplace, which is not a bad thing, but some men have felt sort of lost, like, well, what's, what's my job now? You know, it used to be to provide financially for my family and to lead, but now women are leading too, so, so where am I? 
uh, a lack of connection, not really having close friendships, feeling isolated. Okay. Those are all spiritual attacks. Guys, it's affecting people in a big way and affecting men even more than, uh, than women in some ways. They're, the suicide rate right now is 130 suicides every day. Guys, that's, that's horrible. And 69.38% are white males. And it's men, okay? It's men that are, uh, that are killing themselves more than, uh, more than anybody else. So 90 out of those 130 every day, they're white males. Guys, that's not good. Okay. Satan is, is getting to people as far as their, their meaning and purpose in life. Okay. Emotional attacks. So there's a divorce rate right now. It's around 50%. And many marriages are not very happy. Okay. Depending on what research you look at, anywhere between 40 and 80% of marriages are unhappy. I think 80% is a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> that's, that's pretty extreme, but you know, somewhere in that range, 40 to 80% are unhappy. And then half are ending in divorce. Like that is not good. It's not good for marriage. That Satan's attacking that big time. Okay. Sexual attacks, definitely there. Pornography, infidelity, they're huge, right? Satan is, is using our God-given sexuality and having us directed in ways that are problematic, okay? Physical attacks. So the obesity rate in America right now, it's around 42%. Guys, that's not good. We need to be strong physically. When our physical body is strong, our mind works better. We're more able to stand against these other spiritual, mental, emotional attacks, okay? Financial attacks. Median savings for men age 20 to 40 right now is like $2,000. That's not good. Okay. You are in trouble if you lose your job for a little while and you don't have some savings. You have $2,000 in savings. It's not going to last you that long. Okay. So this is what I want you guys to see. Satan, his goal is to make us weak and miserable. That's what he's trying to do all day long. God's goal, have us be strong, happy, joyful, independent. Okay. So one of the scriptures that really helps us understand how to fight Satan is in Ephesians, and it talks about putting on the armor of God. So Ephesians 6, and it's 11 through, I believe, 18. I'm going to read it here. So Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for you wrestle not against flesh and blood. Okay, in the old days, like if you read in the Book of Mormon or in the Bible, right, a lot of the is physical warfare, right? These guys are going to literal war against people. But nowadays, it's more against these other things. It's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, these attacks are not so much physical now. They're more like we talked about, mental, emotional, spiritual. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So we're going to go through these and see at least the way I look at this and, and how we, we put this armor on as part of the, you know, just as men and as, as Christian men, as principled men, uh, and in particular in my program, The Strongman System. So loins girt about with truth. To me, this is about sexual integrity. So that means owning your sexuality, understanding, hey, like I have 
sexual desires and I have, I'm a sexual being. Okay. And understanding that and then directing it and using it to create what you want in your life. So for me, and what I recommend is creating what's uh, what I call a personal sexuality statement. So basically saying, I have sexuality, here's how I want to use it. So for me, that's to connect deeply with and have fun with my wife. So now I get to measure, right? I get to say, okay, you know, if I'm looking at pornography, is that helping me get here? It's really not. If I'm fantasizing about another woman, is that helping me get there? Really, no. Okay. So that becomes the standard instead of like a, well, you know, is this particular action right or wrong? You know, God has laid out some, some clear principles and this. We're going to get to this too. It's once you're married, you are faithful. You only have sex with your wife, cut and dry. Okay. But then within that, right, there's some, uh, there's some area where you can decide, right? Is this particular action helping create more connection with God and my wife or not? Okay. So again, commitment to sexual fidelity in marriage. It's just a, that one's clear. Okay. Don't come here and tell me that, you know, you, uh, you know, you and your wife agree you can have sex with other people. I'm not buying it. Okay. At least if you are a Christian person, if you believe in the Bible or the Book of Mormon, right, you're not going to then say, yeah, it's fine for me to have sex with someone besides my wife. Okay. Not going to fly. So sexual fidelity, right, is sexual truth. Okay. Living in integrity with the kind, with how you want to use your sexuality. And that leads to strength. Okay. Fidelity or integrity, right? In a building, if a building has integrity, it's going to stand strong. If it's out of integrity, it's going to fall apart. So infidelity is the same as cheating. Okay. Fidel, right? Faithful, right? So infidelity, not faithful, cheating, lying. That leads to weakness. Okay. And that's what you got to understand. So to me, Lloyd's Great Battle of Truth also includes avoidance of pornography. Here's why. I know for some people this is kind of controversial, but you know, so my wife uh, was a victim of sex trafficking for a lot of her life. And a, a lot of that was actually used to make pornography. I didn't realize how big of a problem this was. You know, if you watch pornography, it seems like the girls are into it. But truth is, a lot of times they are not really into it. They're being forced into it. Like there are literal slaves where people take their passports and take their money and get them hooked on drugs and then film them having sex with people so they don't get murdered or so they get their next drug fix. Okay. That's what's going on behind the scenes, guys. So we do not want to be part of helping that continue. So for more information on that, you can go to fightthenewdrug.org. Again, that's fightthenewdrug.org. They're a non-religious um non-political entity. They're just kind of trying to show you the facts of what happens with pornography. And it is not good to your brain, to your relationships, to the world and what it's fueling. Okay. All right. So next up is the breastplate of righteousness. So to me, this is just really recognizing that there is right and wrong in the world. Again, one of Satan's attacks right now is to say there is no right and wrong. Okay. In 2 Nephi 28-22, Satan, we, we get some insight into Satan's tactics. And I want, again, I want us to understand, like, this is a real war. We need to understand what Satan is up to so we can defeat him. So one of his tricks is to say, I am no devil because there is none, right? That's a trick, okay? He's trying to trick you. So we put on that breastplate of righteousness by realizing, hey, there is right and wrong, and I'm going to commit to choosing the right. I'm going to commit to be honest, to be fair, 
to be trustworthy. Again, a lot of guys come here and work with me because they've lost their wife's trust by doing the opposite, right? By realizing there's right and wrong and choosing wrong. Look, we all do it sometimes. There's nothing, it doesn't make you a bad person if you've chosen wrong at times, even if you've chosen wrong in a big way, like had an affair. Look, you can come back from it. That's what's great about if you're a Christian believing in Christ, that you can be forgiven, that you can change, that you can repent. Repentance just means changing, okay? You can change and be forgiven and clean and become a new man and a better man and a more Christ-like man. So committing to that, like even if you have gone the other way, like it's okay, you can change. So committing to being more trustworthy, to being fair, to being loving, okay, to being kind, right? That's what you commit to. The way I like to put it is being both strong and loving, okay, strong and loving leaders of our homes. Okay, so that's putting on that breastplate of righteousness. So the next part in the scripture is the the feet shod with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So I like that interpretation a little better because I always sort of was confused what it meant. Like feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I didn't get it. But I looked at some alternate translations and this one came up where it's you are ready because you understand the gospel. So to me, and the way we do it in the strongman system is we create a clear purpose for ourselves and for our life. And we use revelation from God to guide us. Okay. And then we move towards that. Okay. So we're ready, right? We prepare ourselves by, and we get, we'll get into this in a minute, but filling our minds with light and with good and understanding our purpose. And now we're ready. We're ready to go walk out the door and do what we are meant to be doing in the world. And that feels powerful. So next, shield of faith. So faith, the definition in Hebrews 11.1, 1, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So look, it takes courage to do what is right in your life and in your marriage. It really does. It's not typically easy. <laughs> um, a lot of times taking that first step towards right, it makes things worse. That is the truth, and that's the hard thing about it. <laughs> so, you know, some of the the guys I work with, I'll, uh, you know, something maybe a little less intense might be asking your wife to take more financial responsibility. Okay, so if she's spending up a lot of the money and not really being responsible with it, you know, you having the courage to step up and say, "Hey, like this really isn't responsible behavior, and we need to do something about it." Will that make things worse at first? probably, right? Your wife probably won't like that you're bringing this up, but down the line, she's going to respect that you saw that and that you're not trying to to be a jerk about it. You're just saying, look, you know, we need to handle this. We need to do it responsibly and let's figure out a way that works. By the way, a good work, a good way that's worked for us is to just create separate accounts to have, um, you know, an account for your wife to spend on certain things. And if that gets overdrawn, it gets overdrawn. And for you, the same, right? Like a lot of times I would blame my wife and say, hey, you're spending too much. And I look at my own spending and it was out of control on other things, right? Not the things she spends on, but the things that I would spend on. Um, So having those accounts that just go and then once they're gone, they're gone has been really helpful for us. So you have accounts that are yours and accounts that are joint. And that's worked really well for us. So bringing up 
differences in religious beliefs. Okay. This is another one, you know, being able to come to life and say, Hey, like, I don't quite believe this way anymore. Or, Hey, you know, I notice you're not believing this way. Help me understand that better. So we can find something that works together. Okay. At first, again, it rocks the boat. It's uh, you have to risk the relationship you have now to create the relationship you want, but it's worth it. Right. It takes faith, takes faith to say, I feel like this is the right thing to do. I'm just going to do it. You know, maybe it'll get bad for a while, but eventually it's going to be the right thing. Takes faith. Okay. Another one, recognizing and admitting the bad things you've done in your marriage. Again, guys, this is hard. Like if you did have an affair and you haven't told your wife, going to tell her that, that is hard, but important. It's right. It's necessary. Okay. It takes faith to do it, but you got to do it. If you want to have a good marriage and be living in integrity and putting on the armor of God is what we're talking about right now. Or about pornography saying, hey, you know, I have been having an issue with that. Okay. Takes courage, takes faith to do that. Another one that takes courage, telling your wife clearly what's not working for you and working towards a solution that works for both of you, whether that's with money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, right? If you feel like you're really taking on more than your fair share, it takes courage to stand up and say, hey, this really isn't working for me. Let's find something that works for both of us. And also being willing to stay in there until you find something that works for both of you. Some guys will take this like one way or the other. They'll say, I'll do everything or I'll do nothing, right? That's that's not a mature way to do it. A mature way is to say, okay, I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing a lot. You know, let's find a balance here that really works for both of us. So there's a, a phrase from one of the, the hymns in our church, do what is right, let the consequence follow. I really like that one. That's what faith is, right? It's doing what is right, letting the consequence follow, trusting that as you choose what's right, something good is going to come of it. And guys, it does. Good does come from good. You reap what you sow, but it's often delayed, right? You sow these seeds, it takes a while for them to grow, okay? but they do grow. All right. So the helmet of salvation. What I really teach and believe is that your thoughts, that's what creates your feelings, your actions, your intentions, and your results in your life. How you feel, what you do, why you do it. And then that then creates your results in your marriage, in your work, in your finances, all of that. Okay. So the more that you intentionally choose your thoughts and practice believing them, again, that's faith. You know, sometimes it takes faith to to believe that, you know, you can grow the business. Like for, for my business right now, what I want is a thousand guys enrolled, right? Enrolled as part of this army. Okay. So I have faith. I am believing that there's a thousand guys out there that want to do this and want to join up with this. Has it happened yet? It hasn't, but I have faith, right? It can happen. I can see it. I'm going to work towards it. Okay. So as you do that, so you choose those thoughts and you believe those thoughts. Okay. That's how you're going to create more of what you want in your life and what you're meant to create, what God wants you to be doing. Okay, you get aligned with that. You get aligned with what God wants you to do. So you seek out the Spirit. You seek out revelation, okay? To fill your mind, okay, the helmet of salvation, right? So you're putting thoughts in your mind that come from God that are uplifting, okay? That may be from scriptures. It might be from uplifting books, from good music, from podcasts. You know, So your mind is being filled up with light and truth. Okay. That's the helmet of salvation. So you want to make this a daily and an intentional practice that you're filling your mind up with it. And also, you know, 
one of the things that, that we do in the program is called the state fair model, which is a very structured way to look at, you know, what happened, what are the thoughts that I'm having and how is that creating my results, right? So we write them out and we figure out what thoughts are there, which ones do I want to keep, which ones do I want to get rid of? And you really practice believing and running these thoughts through your mind. Okay. So second uh, Corinthians 10, five, some of the Christian guys in my group have brought this scripture to my attention and had showed me, told me that they felt like the, the state fair model was a way for them to do this. So in Corinthians 10, five, it says bringing in captivity, every thought uh, towards the obedience of Christ. Okay. So this is a way to do it. You know, that we look at those thoughts and we see if they're aligned with who we want to be. If we're Christian guys, are they aligned with Christ? Are they not? And how do we make them aligned? Okay. And then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So when you live in integrity, that lets you have the spirit of God with you. Guys, there's nothing more powerful. There's nothing that feels better. There's something that allows you to accomplish more than having the spirit with you. Okay. It lets you speak with the tongue of angels, right? It tells you all things that you should do. This is in 2 Nephi 32, these, these quotes, but guys, the spirit is powerful, right? It's going to guide you. It's going to direct you. It's going to let you say what needs to be said in the way that it needs to be said. So, you know, for example, just uh, last night we were dealing with, uh, you know, something with one of, my, one of my sons and I wasn't really sure what to say or, you know, how to approach it in a way that was going to be strong and loving. But I went in with that intention. I went in with um, wanting guidance from God and I felt words come to me that were beyond my own wisdom, right? That I was learning as I was saying them. And, you know, that's the place that we want to be, right? And they they impacted him and they impacted me, right? The spirit, and one of the scriptures from our church says, you know, when you speak with the spirit, you know, he that speaketh and he that listeth are edified and rejoiced together, or you both learn, you both grow from it. That's the experience I had last night. And the more you are in line with that, Okay, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, both listening to it and speaking it, guys, you're going to be powerful and you're going to feel amazing. So how do you get the sword of the spirit or the word of God? First, you fill your mind up with the word of God, you know, again, through scriptures or things like that. And then you also are listening and you're also speaking the words that he gives to you. Like even this presentation and the things I've been working on, I feel like God is working through me and helping me come up with these, these words and what we're doing. And I'm, I feel excited about it and empowered by it. And I'm excited for you to join with us in this. So guys, this is the best way to influence the people that you love is by approaching them with love, with the spirit of God, with the sword of the spirit, so that you can influence people for good around you. So in Alma uh, chapter 31, verse five, it says, is now, and now as the preaching of the word had uh, a great tendency to lead the people to do that, which was just, yea, it had more effect upon their minds of the people than the sword or anything else that had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought it was expedient that they should try the virtue of the word of God. So in other words, like, like with, with your kids, you know, you can try the sword, right? You can try to... Uh, threaten them, punish them. Okay. I've tried all these things. <laughs> it doesn't work as well as when you come in really with 
that spirit and with the word of God, and you can really touch their souls because you had your soul, you know, touched first. You can, you know, you have those words of God with you and that's powerful to influence others and to influence yourself. All right, guys. So in summary, Satan, he is attacking men, marriages, and families constantly. He's not resting. Okay. He wants us to be miserable and weak. It's our job to defend ourselves and fight back. To fight back. So we do that by building up our spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, financial, and sexual strength. Okay, Satan's attacking us on all those areas. We're going to build up our strength in all those areas. So we align ourselves with God, right? With what's right. We get ourselves in integrity. You know, I like one of my my mission president in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, some people go on a mission for a few years and a year and a half for, for girls. Um, but the leader of that mission, he said, you know, on his own, he was kind of like trying to walk around. But when he aligned himself with Christ, it was like attaching like uh, jet engines onto him as far as what he could accomplish. And I really feel like that's true. You know, if we, if we leave God out of this, we can accomplish a decent amount with the, you know, the tools that we're talking about here, just by kind of managing your mind better, managing your emotions, managing your finances, you know, tools and tactics will get you a ways. But when you combine that with the power of God, right? When you align yourself with Christ, now you've strapped on jet engines, man. You are going to accomplish so much more when you do that. So we align ourselves with God so we can attach that power to us. We discover and live true to our unique purpose. Okay. We, we figure out what does God want us to be doing and we start moving towards that. And guys, it can shift over time. Okay. You know, you may feel drawn to one thing and then it may adjust over time. I feel like that's what's happening with, with me personally. You know, I was drawn to a certain work because of what was going on in my family situation. And that's where I needed to be for a while. Now I feel a pull towards really doing this work more and more to build up these strengths in myself and other men, because guys, we, we need an army. We need to fight back. Satan's attacks real. We need an army that's stronger to fight against it. Okay. So we figure out our unique purpose. We move towards it. We fill our minds up with light and truth. Okay. We act in faith. You know, we do what's right and let the consequence follow, even though it probably will make things a little bit worse at first. Right? We understand that and we move towards it anyway. And then we speak and do what God directs us to do. That's that sort of the spirit. All right, guys, that's how we do it. That's how we're going to defeat Satan. That's how we're going to create a world and prepare ourselves, our families and the world for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Feel strong, feel attractive, and just be the men that we're meant to be, that God wants us to be. So guys, if you want to be a leader in this army and really take these skills and apply them and be working towards specific goals in these areas, spiritual, mental, emotional, uh, physical, financial, and sexual, okay, all those areas, specific benchmarks, and lift each other towards those benchmarks each month, come join us in the strongman system. We're starting to adjust it a little bit. So right now, You'll come in there, you'll fill out an application, you'll just email me about why you want to join it. I'll send you more information um, and we'll have a more specific program kind of uh, coming up. Right now, I mean, uh, just started up the marriage basic training, which is going great. 
super fun. Um, and so the strongman system is going to be coming soon. And so jump in there, send in your application and we'll send you updates as, as things go, go on. Um, but yeah, looking for leaders there. And if this speaks to you, if you want to build up your spiritual, mental, emotional, financial, physical, and sexual strength, come join us and let's do it. And while we're aligning ourselves first and foremost with God, with integrity, with who we want and are meant to be in the world. All right, men, stay strong. I'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.